0: You are listening to The Vet Podcast, presented by veterinarian Dr Brian Greger from New Zealand and featuring an international team of animal health professionals. Join us as we discuss pet health issues from around the world. It's been a good news, bad news couple of weeks at the clinic. It started with Lily the sheepdog that drove a mob of sheep out of a bushfire, saving most of their lives. She got some rather nasty burns, particularly on her feet, and in the process featured in a number of newspapers and even on the national television news. She is doing well. The same can't be said for another patient that ate, of all things, a large number of grapes. Now, catnip has been described as probably the most widely used recreational drug for cats. And finally, the newspaper headline could have read Vet saves dog, kills owner. It is not known exactly why it occurs, although there are several fairly plausible explanations around now, but in some dogs, and only some dogs, grapes and raisins and even grape juice can cause severe kidney damage. Unfortunately, we had a patient in a couple of weeks ago that had made an absolute guts of himself on grapes. Despite treatment, we lost him. His kidneys had completely shut down. As I said earlier, it is not known how grapes cause kidney failure, nor why some dogs are more susceptible than others. It's not the seeds, because seedless grapes and even grape juice can affect the kidneys in dogs. Nor does it seem to be dose-related. In some dogs, only a few grapes or raisins are required. Others need to eat a large number, and luckily, many dogs seem to suffer no ill effects. The symptoms are those of kidney failure. That is vomiting, increased drinking and urination, loss of appetite, and in this dog's case, quite a severe weight loss. Only about half of the dogs survive. Unfortunately, our patient was not one of these. So the message here is simple please try to avoid letting your dog eat grapes or raisins. During autumn, many of you will have grapevines loaded with grapes. Please be careful. If your dog has eaten grapes and is showing any of the above symptoms, especially vomiting, or if you're concerned about them, please contact your veterinarian as soon as you can. Along the border of one of our paths, we have several catnip plants, and we often find our cats rolling in them. In fact, there is a whole industry based on catnip. Just look at the shelves in your local pet store. What is it about catnip that has such an effect on cats? I have recently found a delightful quote that catnip is the most commonly used recreational drug for cats. Does this put it in the same class as ecstasy, marijuana, methamphetamine and the like? I would like to think not. Catnip has a history in human herbal medicine for its soothing properties, but it is most commonly associated with cats. When cats sense the bruised leaves or stems of the catnip plant, which releases the active ingredient, they may roll in it, pour at it, chew it, lick it, and purr as if chasing butterflies or a mouse. According to one reference, catnip produces a pleasurable and hallucinatory response similar to those encountered in people smoking marijuana or LSD. I would have to ask, how would you know? The effect seems to last for about 10 minutes, wears off and the cats lose interest. Is it safe? Yes, there appears to be minimal of any risk involved with the catnip and cats. The short period of interest the cats exhibit may be a release valve. I should probably put a small rider on the safeness of catnip from personal experience. This probably follows the old saying that a builder's house is never finished. One of our cats had vomited during the day. The children brought this to my attention, and as cats are wont to vomit periodically, I did not pay too much attention to it. It was the next day, when the vomiting continued, that we took a closer look at the cat and found a mass in the abdomen. After a rush trip down to the surgery, we removed the remnants of a chewed up catnip toy that had been blocking the intestines. The interesting thing about catnip though is that not all cats are susceptible to its effects. Maybe only about two thirds of cats and it is also suspected that this may be hereditary with one study showing that most Australian cats don't react to catnip. Now there are other uses of catnip apart from illegal high for cats. Oil isolated from catnip appears to be a good repellent against some insects. It actually appears to repel mosquitoes 10 times better than DEET, which is the active ingredient in most insect repellents. Some of you who are of an age may recall something like 20 years ago, at least in New Zealand, there were flea collars available that were impregnated with catnip oil that supposedly repelled fleas. As a veterinarian, I'm not sure that I would be advocating recreational drugs for your cat, but cats have been partaking in this particular activity for a long time with no ill effects. So where is the harm? There was a real chance I could have been recording this from a small grey prison cell. It was just a routine night covering after-hours emergencies when a call came in from a farming client. His sheepdog had just eaten some poison left a few years earlier by a pest destruction contractor. Standard protocols dropped into place. Bring the dog in, is still conscious, induce vomiting, treat the clinical signs if any, treat with the antidote if any, and give activated charcoal orally to mop up any residual poisoning in the digestive system. Textbook stuff. Simple, I thought. The dog arrived in looking fine. I gave the dog some medication to make it vomit anyway. The owner didn't have the poison packet but supplied me with the trade name. The dog vomited on cue, but as dogs do sometimes, immediately ate the vomit. Not ideal if you're trying to stop the dog absorbing the toxin. I left the farmer in the cage with the dog, collecting the vomit as it came out, and went to call the poison centre to confirm the best course of action for the dog. This is where things took a gut-wrenching twist. I supplied the trade name of the product to the guy on the other end of the telephone. After a quick search, I heard a word I wasn't expecting. Cyanide. There were some reassuring words to start with. If the dog is still alive, it probably didn't eat it. So far, so good. If it did eat it, and you make it vomit, make sure you have on a respirator, because the vomit will be releasing cyanide gas. This will quite likely kill you. I dropped the telephone and sprinted back to the kennel room with visions in my head of finding the poor farmer head down in the dog vomit, Dead a victim of one of the most effective poisons known to man. It was with indescribable relief that I found him sitting with a dog, scratching him behind the ear without the faintest hint of the smell of almond. It saved the headlines in the paper the next day. Local veterinarian saved dog. Owner dead. And that's it for another episode of the Vet Podcast. All of our links are in one place at bio.fm forward slash VET Podcast. On behalf of me, Brian Greger, and everybody else involved in the making of this podcast, thanks for listening, and we'll talk again soon.